Hi, I'm Nicole Ferraro, and this is The Divide, a podcast from Light Reading exploring the ongoing digital divide, why and where it still exists, and what needs to be done to get people everywhere connected to reliable, high-speed internet. Today, I'm joined by Scott Willis, CEO of DartPoints, a co-location data center provider, as well as Bruce Garrison, Chief Revenue Officer at Bluebird Network, a regional provider of infrastructure, including fiber. We discuss the different ways each of these companies is addressing the digital divide, the work that they're doing in states like Iowa, and the ecosystem of companies necessary to getting meaningful connectivity everywhere. Scott and Bruce, thank you so much for joining. Welcome to the show. Um, just to start things off, I would love if you could both briefly introduce yourselves and the companies that you're here representing. Um, Scott, why don't you go ahead and, and go first? My name's Scott Willis. I'm the CEO of Dart Points. And so for those of you that, that might not be aware, we are a um, carrier neutral co-location data center provider. And uh, in particular, which is, I, I think, aligned with our, our subject today, we are very focused on what we, what we tend to coin as, as providing interconnect and, and peering solution in, in, uh, in what we view as, as underserved markets, which I think is in line with our topic of uh, the digital divide today. Bruce Garrison, I am the Chief Revenue Officer uh, of Bluebird Network uh, and been trying to solve the digital divide for uh, many years in the industry. Um, I, uh, Bluebird Network is a, a regional infrastructure provider uh, I say infrastructure provider because we do more than uh, one piece of the infrastructure layer. Um, we are, operate a fiber network that spans multiple states throughout the Midwest. Uh, and we also uh, operate a data center platform uh, in two of the markets uh, in the Midwest as well. So just to level set before we get into some of the specific things you all are doing around the digital divide, um, from your perspectives, why does it exist? Why does it exist in the communities that, that you work in? Why does it still exist in the United States? One of the biggest underlying reasons is just infrastructure. There is no ubiquitous network across any part of the world. Uh, so there's gaps in that coverage with which does not give whether it's businesses or consumers, access to, uh, uh, you know, the latest and greatest technologies. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I think that's, uh, I think that's one, I think, um, you know, infrastructure is a capital intensive business. So states or organization needs help with funding for that. Uh, so that takes time to do. And, and then just, just generally there's adoption of technologies, uh, uh, you know, the more we use 5G and, and things over our mobile device means the more infrastructure that's needed, meaning the more funding that comes along. Yeah, Nicole, I mean, I, I think Bruce said it well, right? I mean, listen, the, 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 the digital divide is not a, it's not a new issue, right? It's a challenging issue, right? It's, it's, um, it's one where uh, I think Bruce zeroed in on it, right? It's, this, is a, this is a capital intensive uh, uh, industry. And and uh, and and the private sector in making those investments needs to needs to make a return, certainly to have a viable business. But I, I think, you know, what what, uh, you know, beyond, you know, kind of what Bruce has already said. Right. It's something that is, is not sustainable. Right. For for um, I, I think collectively for the, the best interest of the industry as well as, as uh, the, the, the U.S. market in general, we've got to figure out a way to solve this. It's, it's not a new issue. It's been a challenge for us uh, for a long period of time. But I, I, I do think 
that uh, momentum and tailwinds are, are behind us, both in the private sector and the public sector, uh, working collectively together, that I think we are, we are, we are I think, heading down a path of, of beginning to solve for, for this di- digital divide that, that exists um, in, uh, in, the, in the U.S. market today. And, and Bruce and I are, are both representing firms that are, are bringing solutions uh, to address that. And I, I think, uh, you know, in, 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 in at least the, the excitement of what we're talking about here, uh, we, 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 I think, would both align that, that the momentum is there and, and hopefully we can work in a direction to solve it. I, I like that optimistic point of view. Um, so let's talk about one of the states where both of your your companies work. Um, that is the state of Iowa, pretty rural state, certainly, um, that faces many of the challenges uh, that underserved communities face um, when it comes to high-speed internet. So I'd love to hear from your perspectives what the digital divide looks like in Iowa. Certainly, it's unique in, in different communities. Um, and what are Dart Points and Bluebird doing in that state? How are your companies approaching um, bridging the digital divide there? either one of you can can take it first we really look at um, you know the the the, the digital divide um, um, from two aspects one is what I just described right I, I think we've got um, good strong collective tailwinds where the public and private sector are working together to solve this problem and it's going to take both of us Iowa is a is a great state and a great example of that um, um, secondarily, from, from a dark points perspective, and I, I think also Bruce would agree, um, uh, beyond just the need to, to solve for that issue, right? We're also at an industry level um, uh, at, a, at a critical pivot point where our existing architecture will no longer solve um, the need of the demand that's on that architecture. And that's where we're seeing this pivot from a very centralized distribution model of digital data into one where, where edge is becoming a very real architecture at the industry level um, that, that is, is, is driving the need to solve for that, that growth challenge, that digital growth challenge that is an industry we're facing. Um, and, and that's where, where dark points comes in and in place, right? We want to bring that interconnect and peering into those underserved communities, right? They they very much uh, deserve uh, the opportunity for you know the the a very affordable um, solution, uh, equally high performing solution, and and we need to be able to make that content available to those communities to really optimize in an industry what we want to experience across the North American market. Um, and and um, creating that ecosystem takes a lot of players, right? In, in, in Bruce's business, it takes fiber, right? Whether you're in Dallas or, or Northern Virginia, um, fiber is the, the, the central nervous system of our digital ecosystem. And, and that's no different in those communities as it is in Iowa, which is, which is where we've deployed um, of uh, recently one of our early data centers serving, serving Eastern Iowa, right? That, that fiber connectivity has to be there. Um, so it really is one of, of, of a collective group of companies creating that ecosystem, delivering those applications. And, and some of the early adopters that we're seeing in terms of use cases are, you know, agricultural, um, uh, gaming, 
Um, 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 uh, there's a lot of interesting use cases uh, from an operations efficiency in the manufacturing sector, right? Those are some of the early adopters that we're seeing. And, uh, and that's being validated in the state of Iowa. And we're certainly excited about uh, the, the opportunity that we've, that we've developed in Iowa. And we're looking forward to, to continuing to expand and, and extend, uh, extend that, uh, that application. The, the market in Iowa uh, and, uh, and many of the surrounding markets kind of have the same theme for, for Bluebird. Uh, and, and just to kind of the context of Bluebird is, is really uh, the, the investment thesis or what we're trying to do as a business is to uh, better serve the tier two, tier three markets uh, of, of the Midwest. You know, the, the internet industry, and all the infrastructure started on the East Coast and the West Coast. And then now there's Chicago and Dallas and Denver is kind of in, uh, centralized points. And now we're rolling into more of, you know, the what's next, the, the smaller of the tier one cities, the tier twos and the tier threes, uh, because those businesses, consumers have the same needs uh, to operate either the business efficiently or, you know, homeschooling or online class and, and uh, the same needs of someone in Dallas, but they just uh, because of the population densities, infrastructure has not existed to the same degree. So uh, Bluebird is in the process to, uh, one, continue to build out fiber networks in the region. Um, we uh, partner a lot with the large wireless carriers uh, to build out to their towers. That gives us uh, access to more enterprise. We're putting fiber in the ground and it passing an enterprise location that gives us access to more of the enterprise customers to provide uh, more robust networks to them. Uh, and then uh, on top of that, we, we, we're a, uh, a big fan of the infrastructure theme and just data center and fiber are just synonymous. You know, all fiber touches a data center uh, and to be able to do both of those for enterprise customers um, is, is, you know, very important for us. And as we continue to do that, um, you know, we will have more middle mile infrastructure built out to the Iowa market. Uh, we, get, we started there with, with an acquisition of a fiber business uh, and we continue to organically and inorganically grow. And our focus is an Iowa market, a, a northern Illinois where there's less density or, you know, uh, tier two, two, three markets or even in um, uh, you know, other parts of Missouri, Oklahoma, Kansas, uh, where there are. Uh, a little bit underserved there. And because of uh, the intensity of the rollout of 5G, we're able to partner with, with funding mechanisms to be able to build out more network and provide more into those, those more rural markets. Hmm. So you kind of touched on the last thing that I, I want to get into here um, in terms of other states that you're working in, but also what are the conditions that that make it um, more possible for your companies to be able to do the things that you would like to do to help bridge the digital divide, whether we're talking about strong partnerships or uh, changes to public policy um, or just input from different stakeholders? I'd love to hear uh, from you guys specifically about what on the ground makes a difference to your ability to do your work? Funding is a big deal. I mean, uh, federal government funding, state and local funding, uh, all of that. And Scott said it well. I mean, you have to actually, in private or public, we, we as operating companies, we have to have a return on the money that we're receiving. So um, finding that avenue to funding is super important uh, for us. 
of most of our capital we spend at Bluebird is more success-based than speculative. Uh, so we're doing that because uh, an ISP in a certain part of Iowa got some funding and they need us to fill in a middle mile gap between what they're going to do to a community and then how they get back to peering destinations. Um, and then we, because of that success-based capital model, uh, we, we need to follow the wireless carriers into a certain market. That is a big stepping stone for us to, for, to go into a new market or identify an existing market is, is our big partnerships we have with the wireless carriers. Um, you know, and I think what we're also seeing now too is uh, the content companies. You know, the more we're doing on online shopping and, uh, and, and video and all of these things, these content companies who have generally have a reasonable amount of funding are also coming in, you know, densifying what they provide uh, to consumers in the region. So, so all of those are really just, it's the partnership and funding thing, if you summarized it, that is critical for us to, uh, you know, to be able to either add a new market or densify into, uh, into some of these smaller markets. Yeah, no, I listen, I, I think, uh, I think Bruce captured it well. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, we, we equally are, are a success-based model, right? I mean, I, there's not, I, I don't think too many companies out there really, really doing things at risk. And, and it's kind of interesting, right? Because when, you know, we've got a, a pretty deep data analytic model that, um, uh, that we've built and it's, it's built on triggers you would expect, right? It's economic data. It's, it's, um, it's where there's, you know, a lack of competition, where there's need in the market, uh, commercial growth, but it's, it's kind of funny, right? Because we, uh, it's, it's companies, you know, it's companies like Bruce's that, that we tend to follow, right? I mean, they, we need, we need that, that, that type of an organization to make the investment on the fiber side. Because again, I, I said it earlier, that's the central nervous system for our business. If, if the fiber is not there, then then we we you know we can't serve that community. We need that infrastructure to be there. And when they enable that, um, you know, then it's about then it's about bringing the ecosystem uh, into that community, which is what we want to do, right? Bruce talks about the wireless carriers. We talk about ISPs. We talk about. Um, content, content and CDN players, right? It's really, it's bringing that ecosystem into that community where collectively we as, a, as an industry can serve that community and bring that content and deliver that robust, high-performing experience um, to that community where, where they uh, either um, have a, a inability to, to even play today in, in many aspects or it's it's a it's a very underperforming experience at a very high cost, right? And and so those are those are uh, those are the elements. And 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 Bruce commented on that that, that we're trying to solve for. And it and it really does take uh, an ecosystem of all the players to be able to enable those communities to solve for that digital divide. And and uh, and so very consistent with how he looks at it, uh, we uh, we look at it in the in the very same way. So. Um, and, and he also, you know, he, he hit it. I, I mean, the big, the biggest tailwind, I think in where we are today is, is 5g, right? 5g right. is, is enabling, I think the momentum, uh, to accelerate and it's important, right? Because as a, as a, as a country, we want to be competitive. We want to remain, uh, uh on the leading edge of, of leading 5g globally. 
And you can't, you can't do that just serving the tier one communities, right? We need to serve a ubiquitous community across all of North America. And that's really what the, the digital divide discussion is all about. Definitely. Well, I will let you both get back to solving the digital divide in America. Thank you so much, Bruce and Scott, for your time. Um, Hope to see you again. Thank you so much, Scott Willis of Dart Points and Bruce Garrison of Bluebird for your time. And thank you to our producer, Tian Fu, for making this episode. Be sure to subscribe to the Light Reading Podcast for more episodes of The Divide, as well as interviews and insights from the Light Reading team. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.